This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. Brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Hey, guess what? What? The Saints won. No way. All right, Saints fans, it's Inside Black and Gold time. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. There must and be. And Jeff, we have a winning podcast edition to post today. Thank the good Lord. I was so tired of talking about bad football. And we finally, we, so got, we didn't just, that's just a win. Right. A shutout, baby. Dominated. Shutout. Beautiful. This is the defense that we were supposed to get all along. And yes. it's just so nice. I'm like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Oh, thank you. Even, the, even offensively, too, uh, a nice combination of the run pass, no turnovers. Kamara limited, had three touchdowns, right? Like l- Limited penalties. I mean, it yeah. was all really good stuff all around. Well, like 24 points, like could have been easily, like should have been 30. Like right. they missed a field goal and they just, they bypassed the field goal late in the game. Like that's 30. Your offense put up 30 points and you essentially – just didn't take the final six because <laughs> you, you didn't have to. But yeah, um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to, this first segment's going to be kind of the quick reaction to the game itself, which we're going to have a lot of stats. We're going to have some sound from the locker room and from the podium. And then second segment, we're going to get into studs and duds. There aren't too many duds, but we, we came up with two that we're going to get into. And then the final segment, as we usually do on these post-game pods, is going to be a viewer mailbag. So if you have questions, comments, pictures of your cat, whatever, we'll get to them in the final segment. But, you know, first things first, Steve, you know, so you were down on the sideline. 
it strikes me is that this must have been a fun game to be on the sideline for because it's just like when everything's going right, the vibes are just fun. Yeah, and I, I mentioned uh, during the broadcast, it was, you know, a lot of smiles and there was even a smiling Michael Thomas on the sideline. Oh, he was- I have not seen. Uh, I didn't realize he was down there. Days. Yeah, so that, that was pretty big seeing Mike T down there and it just hopefully another sign that he really is truly close to coming back. But the whole vibe of the team, I feel like they really, everybody took Kamara's words to heart. Even, you know, Demario Davis spoke to us on Monday about, you know, things being, you got to be the bright spot in dark times kind of thing. And you really saw him even talking to the young corners like Elante Taylor, uh, Paulson Adebo, not just even the linebacking group, uh, just really focused on telling guys to keep going after it kind of stuff. And the whole unit played great. Like I said, the, the vibe was a lot looser, a lot happier. It was just an all-around really good team win where, you know, you had the the offense performing in the run-pass game, defense shutting down an, an offense, a Raiders offense that, man, I, I thought that Devontae Adams was going to go crazy on this team, and that was not the case. And Josh Jacobs didn't do anything either. If you're not prepared when the rain comes, it's too late. And it's certain people that's built for moments like this. And there's certain people that get excited for moments like this because when it's dark outside, somebody has to be the hope to remind people that the sun gonna come back out. Sun will come out. (laughs) There it is, the sun will come out tomorrow. But no, yeah, I mean, it did really feel like this was a different team. Totally. They played with energy from the jump. You know, they, they played they played clean, right? They didn't make stupid mistakes. They didn't turn the ball over. They forced a turnover. They got to the quarterback. Peyton Turner was even there getting in on the party. I thought he looked good. Not you know, one, like his, two. That first one, though, that first sack where he just he got shot out of a cannon, made one quick move inside, and then just blew up Derek Carr. Like, that's the first-round pick, right? That's That's the guy who you saw out of Houston, you were like, okay, we want that guy, right? It's just like everything went right. And it's like, this isn't going to be how it is every week, but like you needed to see it happen to like believe. And I think this team is starting to believe that it's good again. Like there is a scenario where we look back at this week down the road and you're like that moment where Alvin Kamara stood up in the locker room and said, you motherfuckers, <laughs> let's play winning football. Cause I'm, I'm tired of losing. Shit, right. And everyone was like, you know what? I'm tired of losing too. Thank you. And, and it's like, cause it looked like a different team. It really did. And we can talk all we want about that, that how the Raiders aren't that good and they aren't fine. But this offense was a top five offense in the NFL. Devontae Adams is a top five receiver in the NFL. Josh Jacobs was a top five running back in the NFL. And they all got completely shut down today by a defense that did not have its best defensive back. There are moments throughout a season where you're like, okay, this is different. This is a turning point. This is something that you can build on. And that's what the Saints had today. And... I'm just glad it happened. Like, like I've been getting so exhausted watching this team play because you know they're better than they're than they're than they are showing, right? Like we've seen Pete Werner; he's been excellent. You know, we've seen flashes. You know, 
fits and starts where this team played above their weight, but like at the end of the day, they just collapsed and it was just really great to see them just finally put it all together for perspective. At one point in the game, I was like, Oh, I wonder when the last time the Saints had a shutout was stupidly thinking like, Oh, must, maybe it was a while ago. And then I'm like, Oh wait, it was week 15 of last season when they, uh, the nine Oh against the bucks. I did wonder, okay, so when's the last time they had shutouts in back-to-back seasons? And the Saints actually provided that information. It's the first time since 1991 and 1992. Wow. A long time. That's three decades, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since the Saints team has had shutouts in back-to-back seasons. And, like, that's kind of a random statistic, but, like, I think it does kind of illustrate – you know, shutouts are rare. Tyron Matthew had never been par- participated in a shutout before. He's been on some very good defenses. It's never happened. And so, like, like the talent level that is required on a defense to execute a shutout, and you know, we can talk about it. Like the the Raiders, I, I had a I had a suspicion they might ruin it, like the Bucks did two years ago. But the, just a BS field goal when you're down twenty four, like yeah. it felt like it was coming. They chose not to, and Pete Werner, you know, that he had that last tackle. I was getting ready to have to change all my headlines and tweets and stuff. They, they didn't get in there, but, like, that's, that is a – you need to be a talented defensive group to pull off a shutout, and it's just, like, further emphasizes just how below expectations this team had been performing to this point. Yeah, and the a thing we talked about before getting on, and obviously we'll mention during the podcast here, is the fact that – the Raiders offense didn't even get to cross the 50 yard line with Derek Carr as their quarterback. They didn't do it till late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Derek Carr never got past midfield in this game. Derek Carr does not know what the weather was like on the (laughs) Saints side of the field in the Superdome. Doesn't know. The only time they got past midfield was after they put Jarrett Stidham in the game. And the Saints were like, wow, they're still they're still throwing. Oh no. And they had to kind of get there. They converted two fourth downs. Right. <laughs> um, and there should have been a pick six. Yeah. I mean, the the Saints only allowed, let's see, I had it here, 183 yards of offense. Yeah. I'm um, pretty sure like 60 something of that came on that final drive. Like <laughs> and you're probably not even kidding, right? No, no, no. That's 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 accurate. Like they had a, I think they had like 116 yards total as an offense going into that final drive. And for perspective, this Saints team had been averaging 124 yards rushing allowed per game going into this game. <laughs> that's how that's how much they had gotten blown up. So you know, it, like we can we can just keep going into the numbers, but like. From a pass rush perspective, from a from a from a pass coverage perspective, from just tackling perspective, everything went yeah. well today that did not go well for the first seven weeks of the season. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, we can go all the numbers. Josh Jacobs was averaging 147 yards rushing the last three games before today. And just unreal how they were able to close the gaps and, you know, bring him to the ground 
and there weren't any he didn't have any really explosive runs today feel like the swagger is back or at least on its way back after a week yeah i think i think it's it's on its way back you know we had a we had a nice performance right there but you know swag ain't shit if it's not consistent so you know you could do it one time but you got to be able to string it together so i mean we looking for the same type of preparation this week i know i am i'm ready i'm i'm ready to go i'm ready for the next i ain't even trying to really celebrate this one i mean i expect to win every week so it's not i'm not like hip hip hooray right now i'm like okay cool we, we put it together let's see if we can do it again I, i'm i'm calling for that you know what i'm saying like so that's gonna be, i'm gonna have the same message as i did last week you know um just because we had a nice game this week no mean that it's a fall off or, or taper down like we, we got to do the same thing next week and the next week and the next week put it together that's what that's really what swag is swag is consistency so one note there, if you if you heard that like weird noise midway through that quote, it's because Brett Martell from the Associated Press had the mic and he dropped it, <laughs> <laughs> just dropped it. And so like you can hear it, like it's it's making noise stuck through the speakers. So <laughs> midway through Alvin's answer, just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and Alvin didn't even break stride. That's how much in the zone he was for that game. He was just like, all right, and he kept going. But yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, it's like, yes, like this was a great game. And you played well in all every phase of this game. But, you know, it's like this doesn't matter unless you can repeat it. If this is not a repeatable thing, then we're going to be back right where we were two or three weeks ago. Right. You need to be able to go out and do this week in, week out. Yeah. And it's so been needed, obviously, for the season and just even at home. We, we've talked about the struggles in the Superdome that have been there of late. And it was just uh, so relieving for the fans especially the night, you know, on Halloween Eve to be in that Superdome, getting all loud and proud. The atmosphere continues to be really impressive to me. I don't know, for, for a team that's been so subpar, the turnout with this crowd uh, I thought would be a lot less, uh, honestly. And it might be a little stragglers, a little late getting in, but once it's time for kickoff, that place is booming. Yeah, it was loud. There were a lot of empty seats. I will say from because I and I could see them from the press box better than okay. you probably could from the field level. Yeah, the lower um, bowl definitely looked jammed. The lower bowl is always full. To me, the lower bowl isn't where you can like the lower bowl is going to be full. It's usually the upper deck, especially in the end zones where you can see kind of the real whether whether it's a great turnout or not, because those are the seats that won't get filled when you know because those aren't the good seats right? right those are the those are the 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 cheap seats that you really have to want to be there to sit in because <laughs> there you don't get a better you don't even get a better shot than you would on a television <laughs> but there was a good number of empty seats for that game and i don't and i'm not then that's not being me, me being critical this is a bad football team or this had been a bad football team and you are playing the raiders a two and four team like not exactly appointment viewing for this matchup. So I'm not, I'm not being critical of folks not showing up for a noon start on Halloween weekend, right? A lot of people probably out late on Saturday night. And so like, I get it, but yeah, it's, I think like, I don't blame fans for not being ravenous to show up for, to watch a bad team play. If you play like this, those seats will be filled. And if, if they're not, if you have a team playing like this, then it is on the fans. But at this point, I'm not mad about it. No, and I love the fact uh, Sin mentioning over there, is it true Sean Payton paid a visit to the Saints on Friday? And yes, indeed, he's dry, he dropped by the facility, so maybe a little uh, a little SP uh, motivational speech helped the squad as well. Well, people keep asking this, and one, no, it is not true he went to the Saints facility on Friday. He was there on Thursday. People <laughs> think it was Friday because Andrew from the 
happy hour podcast tweeted it on Friday as if it was like this major news. Literally everyone who covers the team was aware he was there on Friday, on Thursday. We didn't tweet it because we knew people would overreact. He's literally just visiting people. <laughs> he was in town. I, I, I said it on this podcast, whatever the one we recorded Thursday for Friday. Yeah. So like, Oh, you were, you were, you were, you weren't there for that. I think you were sick. Yeah. Um, I had my surgery. That's right. Yeah, you were still you were still like loopy from that. But yeah, I said it on this podcast on on Thursday when we were recording. Sean Payton was there today. He was there when I walked in. He was on the phone like calling a cab. But yeah, but, but for perspective, we asked Pete Carmichael about Sean Payton being there, and he didn't even know he was there. Huh. <laughs> so like, wow. In case you were wondering like whether he was in there or like giving people advice, like Pete Carmichael, who he's known for like two decades, didn't even like hadn't even, didn't even see him. Yeah, I definitely so, figured Sean would have gave some kind of rah-rah speech. I mean, no, he was just there. Like, he was in town. It would be weird if he was in town and didn't go to the facility to see, like, all of his acquaintances. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, like, yeah, he was there. We don't need to talk about it. Like, it was not really a thing. Yeah, but, I mean, I think there are conversations to be had. So, I've said a few times that based on what happened in this game, there was going to be a chance that the Saints – became sellers if this game didn't go the way it did and instead it went complete opposite where the Raiders came in and completely dominated and the Saints just looked rudderless and you were like wow two and six with no positive momentum it's like you have to consider right sending some pieces out in this case I think you have firmly established yourself in let's see what happens territory I don't think you're going to be a buyer but you are very much comfortable with your positioning. You would have been happier had the Panthers beaten the Falcons because then you would have been tied for first. But apparently the the Panthers kicker didn't get the memo. I think maybe he has an Android phone and he's not in the group text where everyone was like, oh, guys, by the way, we're not tanking. Have you seen the NFC South standings? Because like we're right in it. So we're not going to be tanking. But but the kicker has an Android and he, he's not on that group text because as everyone knows, when you have an Android and everyone has iPhones, it turns it from a blue bubble to a green bubble and no one likes the green bubble. So you just leave that person out. Steve knows this. He has I feel for that guy, phone. right? Totally. Yeah. And so like, that's my theory. And so like they went up there and they were like, well, we're about to win. All we have to do is make the PAT. And like, wait, did anyone tell the kicker we're supposed to win? And he missed. Um, and so, and then they got to overtime and then like, they were so mad that no one was talking to the kicker. And so they got into field goal range and he missed again. He was like, wait, guys, I thought anyway, anyway, but yeah, the Panthers lost. They had that crazy, the, the hail Mary to PJ Walker to DJ Moore, And then the weird penalty where he took his helmet off and the dumbest penalty in the world, but whatever. Why, why would you do that? Well, it's like, also, why is it a penalty? What are we worried about? Like, who are we protecting? <laughs> I don't know um, why, but that def- it's definitely always something that's been around, you know, taking off your helmet is, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a take- known rule. It's not like an right. obscure rule. It's like, you're not allowed to take your helmet off on the field. Like you should know that, but still it's like, you changed the game. Like they, they changed the outcome of that game with that penalty. Yeah, for sure. It's still, it's stupid, but whatever the kicker should have made the kick, but either way. So the saints would have preferred the Panthers to win because then everyone would have been three and five and then it would have been just like a nine game sprint to the playoffs. Instead, The Falcons are in first at four and four, and that's still not bad for the Saints. It might actually be better off because the Saints do have that first half of that tiebreaker against the Falcons and a game in hand. So like you can, this is the first time this season that the Saints can officially say that they quote unquote control their own destiny. I mean, all we keep talking about though is week to week. Obviously their, their goal is just go one and oh now every single week. 
yeah. to get back into this kind of NFC South race, if you want to call it. But yeah, it's very much attainable. It's definitely not something that we're just hoping and wishing for. And especially if the team keeps performing like this, who knows what could happen? Yeah, and getting healthier. But, you know, one one thing that's going to be interesting. So Mark Ingram left this game with a knee injury. Right. It, it's You're in that kind of range where you don't know how severe that injury is. The trade deadline is November 1st. So that's Tuesday at 3 p.m. And so, you know, suddenly you're a team that feels like, you know, you're right there. And maybe you are in the range where if, if, a, if a veteran running back, Jeff Wilson, for instance, you know, like somebody who you're not going to have to ship out a ton of assets for and someone's just trying to unload becomes available. Yeah, maybe you dabble, right? You're not going to you're not going to go trade for any. You're not going to go trade for Kareem Hunt, right? You're not going to go after anyone who's going to demand top of the line assets. But, you know, maybe maybe you are in that range if you're worried that Mark's injury might keep him out a while because you don't want to overload Alvin the next several weeks just because you don't have a reliable. You saw Dwayne Washington in there. Um, for a couple of carries today, but you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. And one thing that Alvin was asked about today was like, Oh, you know, have you, have you heard about all these trade rumors? And, and here's what he had to say on that. Hey, Alvin, how much, if at all, do you pay attention to stuff that's on social media as far as rumors and all that stuff? He's talking about, do you, get specific. Yeah. About the trade. <laughs> about the, about the trade. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really interested in playing anywhere else. So, I mean, mm-hmm. with that being said, if I get, if, I were to get traded hypothetically, man, shit, I'll probably be eating popcorn somewhere. <laughs> but I don't really pay attention to it too much. My friends and stuff send it to me. I'm like, man, I know this is not true. I don't want to ask you because I don't really talk about football. I don't watch football too much. So when something like that come up, it's either my mom or, like, my friends, like, Tone Chip, like, my boys, they hit me and they be like, man, what's up with that? I'm like, bro, I'm not worried about none of that. And they're like, yeah, I know you're not. Just keep doing your thing. So, um, yeah, if I were to hypothetically get traded, I'd probably be eating popcorn, like, in Texas somewhere, Andy Dalton House or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, but that was his gift to the response to all those rumors was the Michael Jackson in the movie theater eating popcorn. So I, I guess that's where it comes from. I think that is what he's referring to. It's like, he's just going to be sitting in the back eating popcorn, but like, I don't know why he's hanging out at Andy Dolan's house in Texas. Like so random, but you know, good for no, him. It's, uh, and it's, it's quite obvious. He's happy in new Orleans. He loves being a member of this saints team. He's definitely someone that is a leader, a vocal leader of this squad and that everybody looks to. No question. There was one other funny Alvin Kamara quote, and I want to get to it here because we're going to do studs and duds, obviously, in the next segment. And here's what he had to say about, so Dennis Allen all week has been like, oh, it's another, it's another day. It's another day at the office. I'm not going to give any extra, any extra noise to this. You know, I'm playing the Raiders and blah, blah, blah. And he used to coach there. Alvin says that was a, that was a lie. What you said about DA winning this game and going out and Oh yeah, he he lied. He he lied. I, during the week, I was for real. I was telling the truth. He didn't really say anything about it, but in the locker room, he was like, "Yeah, I lied. I, this shit meant a lot to me." So, um, huh. I'll stick to what I said. We was gonna go out there and beat their ass, and we did that. So, there it is. Well, I, yeah, I didn't catch that part at all. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because like when Alvin said that he prefaced it with like, wait, he used to coach the Raiders. <laughs> he didn't even know. <laughs> but I mean, that was like 2012. Like Alvin wasn't even at Tennessee at that point. Why would he care? Like, why would he be aware of that? Right, um, the Raiders weren't even close to being relevant. Right. Right. He was over. He was in Georgia and he was just like, uh, I don't care what's going on in Oakland. You know, that, that sort of thing. All right. Well, let's let's wrap that segment up there. 
Uh, you're listening to Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't yet, why not? Go hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Subscribe on YouTube at WWL Sports. And uh, yeah, do all that stuff. We're going to come back with our studs and duds, mostly studs, yeah, from this game, from the shutout, 24-0, Saints over the Raiders. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. 